But yeah, I think for me, like with making queer content online, I've just like always made content to like process my life. And a lot of people like to process or like to like talk about things after they've been through it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I like to talk about things while I'm going through it. And so like a few years ago, I, I would say like three or four years ago, I had like kind of like a mental health journey and I went through that whole process. Um, and I was like live posting. I'm like going on with psychiatrist for the first time today, like leaving the hospital today. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Emily. I'm the TikTok famous one. And I'm Hannah, and I'm not TikTok famous. <laughs> so, and that's on that. And welcome, welcome to, to our, our podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I have been utterly glued to my phone ever since Sunday night. Did you watch the Megan and Harry interview with Oprah? No, because I literally give zero shits about their life. <sighs> yes. I'm sorry. I, I don't have time for them. Oh my God. I'm so disappointed in you. Yeah. I literally don't even know what's going on with them. I don't know why they, so, I don't even know why they're, they're being interviewed. I have no, because, I have no history of this. So you know what happened with Diana, right? No, like, I don't. I don't follow oh the Royal fam- family. <laughs> I don't live in the UK. So <laughs> I need to worry about what's happening here in the US. Um, yeah. So. Okay, Why don't you so, give us like a breakdown? So of like everybody really... else in America is aware that Diana was basically, um, she died um, when Harry and William were like kids. Okay. Well, Princess yeah, Diana. I didn't know yeah. that she died. Okay. okay. I didn't know what you, I didn't know. What, in what context <laughs> do you know Diana? Like in what context? She I was know. killed in a car accident. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. I know this much. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, because the paparazzi were following her and chased her down and she got in a car wreck. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. We know that like the media basically like terrorized her to the point, like how Britney Spears is, which also, have you seen the free Britney, Britney documentary? No, I still have not oh watched any documentary. I still haven't even watched the Taylor Swift one. Okay. I've watched right. Lover again. Oh. Because okay. that's well, what I needed okay. to do, and I needed the inspiration. So. so if anything, you need to watch the Free Britney documentary on Hulu. Okay. Um, I've got Hulu, so. Yeah. It's like New York Times. You would love it. I mean, I think you would really enjoy it, yeah. uh, especially for the music industry and everything and how badly she was treated, because Homegirl was treated poorly. We are fuck Justin Timberlake podcast now. Um <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. You might have overstepped there just a little. Literally. I don't maybe like, maybe not like his character, but his music. Okay, the mirror still slaps. Mirror still slaps. It's just so, uh, like the fact that he can write an eight minute, nine minute song and I'm still jamming is like. But he's also a shitty ass person. Well, you know. So is John Mayer, but am I am I gonna hate John Mayer? John no. Mayer's on TikTok now. John Mayer is on TikTok, and John Mayer needs to get back off of TikTok. <laughs> Did you see the comments in his videos? It's, Taylor stands are tearing him apart. They oh, were yeah. like, they're like, get off the app. They were like, nineteen is still too young, John. She was only nineteen, John. It's like okay, okay, um, yes. So, anyways, tell me about the okay, the two. So, William. Yeah. So basically, like what happened with Diana started happening with Meg. And like the media, like in England was just ripping her apart for everything and just terrorizing her like over the littlest things. And in the interview, um, she told Oprah basically, um, 
that. Okay, well, ever since then, before I get into the Oprah interview, basically, like, the media was terrorizing her and everything like that. They were saying really racist things about her as well, too. Um, Didn't they, like, part ways from the royal family? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay, so I sort of know. Now now they're living in Los Angeles. Basically, they wanted to be senior members of the royal family, which you're still part of the royal family. You're just not touring you're not doing active duties like gotcha. for the royal family gotcha. um you're they are also no longer making an income from the royal family all the money they're living off now is what megan's made from acting and then the money diana left harry um okay she left him everything because she said that the um the throne will take care of william i'll take care of the spare basically gotcha like she was gonna take care of harry okay, okay. um and uh so in the interview is basically just them talking about like why they were separating from like the royal family and like trying to part with their truth and everything like that and how I really loved that like Megan was the whole interview is just like you know I'm not going to name names who was terrorizing me because like she disclosed like what was really going on behind closed doors and how like the media was really just like getting so bad where even she didn't have social media at all but she knew about everything she couldn't even leave her house for four months Mm, and like how strict everything was and it was just like she had no autonomy over her life she had to hand over her car keys her passport her driver's license like she no longer had autonomy over her own life i wonder i wonder if she like knew that was gonna like that was the thing she said she didn't she didn't and that and that sucks because that could have i mean as much as i would hate to hate to say it but like that could have deterred her from like getting into that situation she said she was like i she knew i think about she knew like obviously of the royal family she's right, like i'm not right. gonna she didn't want to do research on t- she's like i'm not gonna like Google. i don't want to research my potential husband's like right? family that's kind of weird yeah and so she didn't know to the extent of how like she said i had an idea but i didn't know i would no longer have control over my own life i couldn't she like to the point where she like had suicidal thoughts mm. and she went to like the people and like the institutions what she called them so like the you know the queen like the people of the royal family like who are in charge like the press secretary you know the chief of staff whatever that person is all that kind of stuff like i need help like i need serious psychiatric help and they were like no like it it wouldn't look good for the brand no you can't say that you have mental health issues Mm -hmm. because it doesn't look good for the brand and she had to tell harry that like she wanted to like die basically um for him to like get get her yeah. out of the situation and wow, that's he, terrible and basically like there was like one event that they need they were going to go to and he was like i don't know if you're allowed to come and she's like i can't be alone like if i'm alone like i don't know what's gonna, I, I don't know what i'll do like i may like kill myself basically um and he's like there's photos of them at that 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 event and he's like white knuckle hand holding her like to the point because she's so afraid and like it was at an opera and like she couldn't stop crying like but when the lights would go down she immediately would like just be bawling and she would have to like you know put it together when the lights came up and everything like that and just having this whole persona of just trying to be toxic positivity and um Basically, the whole interview, she's just like, I don't want to name names and say who's, like, saying all this, who's, like, people in the royal family were saying, like, racist things about her, and, like, one person was, like, afraid of her son Archie's skin color, was afraid, they were afraid it was going to be too dark. And she, like, would refuse to say who said that because it would hurt them. Then Harry shows up and's like, fuck my dad, fuck my brother, love my grandma, my grandpa, the queen and the king, 
they they the best. Prince Philip and the Queen, they're the tits. But Charles, fuck you. We haven't talked in months. He refuses to take back my calls. William won't talk to me either. And I'm just like, oh shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Megan was like, I'm not gonna name names. And Harry's like, well, here, I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> fuck, my, fuck my dad. Fuck my stepmom. Like, everything. Yikes. Like, if you've watched The Crown, you will understand why I hate Charles so much. Like, how he, like, if any, it's a Charles, if like Charles on The Crown is anything like Charles in real life, he can suck. Like, he sucks. He can choke. I hate him. Like, he treated Diana poorly. And if that's how he's treating everybody else now, oh my God. Like, I understand why the queen is still alive because she refuses to, to give, die. The, to give refuses up the throne to, to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. She's I can like, see that. Um, I'm going to outlive my son so that my grandson can be king. <laughs> There you have it, guys. The but, queen is never dying. Um, yeah, I was just like, I just love Oprah's interview skills. Like, I inspired to have the transitions that she does from question to question because it's so effortless and smooth. And she just basically, like, just makes it all like, super calming and feel like a safe environment. And so I really am petitioning for CBS to do this, like, a monthly interview with someone who's like gone through something like next up i want to see her interview britney spears wrapping it back to that documentary that you need to watch framing britney spears i would love for britney to like be able to come out and like publicly like speak about what actually happened. oh my god i would love to hear personally from her mouth absolutely but and because i mean have you seen her instagram Mm -hmm. like how cryptic it is yeah i definitely think she's sending us messages yeah her dad oh my god i feel like we've talked about this probably before on the intros yeah we have but yeah i just oh my god the tea was just piping hot all on my twitter feed after the megan and harry interview goodness it's just i'm fascinated by it but i'm i look at videos and like clips of them two together and you can just tell how much he loves her yeah and just how much detail he spends on her and everything i saw some video clip of him like fixing her hair did you send that to me yes yeah i was like because i was like that's pulling it out like he just pays so much detail there's like a clip of him meeting they're like one she's like megan's off to the side talking to beyonce and then right next to beyonce is bob Iger, who's the ceo of disney and like harry's like do you know that megan does voiceovers and like try to pitch her a job for, and then she sweet. got a job he, she did a voiceover for a disney nature film That's i'm like so cool. i want a husband who's gonna pitch me <laughs> to people <laughs> like i just i just love his energy you can definitely tell that diana like would be so proud of him and like diana's definitely like by his side um no that's yeah that's really cool yeah if you haven't watched it definitely watch it like on youtube or like cvs on demand or some shit like that apparently they got a streaming service now or something too everybody got a streaming service of course everyone's got a streaming service <laughs> always i mean there's one called peacock i mean like what are we doing i want to see your peacock no <laughs> i no. did used to like that song a lot <laughs> but yeah yes but what is your captivation been this week so I think it's going to be a podcast this week because oh. I, and it's one I've been listening to for a really long time, but it's okay. It's this podcast, um, Maddie and Scout, they are great human beings. Um, but I have been listening to them for a while and they interview a lot of people, but most recently they've started doing some solo episodes and mm-hmm. they just recently did a solo episode about their college experiences. And I think it's something that, um, 
isn't talked about enough, like the idea around rejection um, when it comes to college and how um, that can in turn lead to you like thinking poorly of yourself or like not having enough confidence to like pursue something that you've always wanted to pursue. And it just really resonated with me. It was a really, really great episode. Um, And I just really respect those two girls. And I think that their podcast is phenomenal. And it's really cool because through their podcast, I find a lot of other content creators that I really um, enjoy because they have a very similar aesthetic, I think, to um, us. And I think we vibe really well with them, but um, their podcast is awesome. So um, that is definitely my captivation this week. I've been listening to their, their episodes like nonstop. But yeah, I've just really been into like listening to podcasts and listening to like new music on TikTok. Um, again, still not really purchasing anything because, um, poor, um, <laughs> no, no monies currently. So yes. But what about you? What's your Mine is a product. Okay. Give it, it, give it to us. I've been obsessed with the summer Fridays cloud dew moisturizer. One, I love the whole brand summer Fridays. Um, Mariana and Lauren do a great job with it, but I love other products. I love their whole aesthetic and just all feels luxurious but the moisturizer i have like super oily skin um i have a really oily t-zone and then i'm pretty normal everywhere else and i really like i don't like completely gel moisturizers because they don't do enough hydration for me i don't like moisturizers that really absorb quickly into the skin and so i really like gel creams it kind of like a super even balance for my combination skin and i've really been loving theirs it has really great um, ceramides and niacinamide I believe in it that does a great job of helping to control the oil in my skin but not make my skin super um I still have like my oils I need in my skin right right it's Um, not like stripping you of the good oils yes um so I've really loved that and it just like I love the packaging I love the whole aesthetic of the brand as well too so I to be honest I've never tried their stuff and I really want to try like either one of the mask jet lag mask is their number one selling mask and I love that I think I think that's something I'm gonna like splurge on myself for I literally wear like like, the jet lab mask sometimes. It's like an eye cream to bed. I've literally Um, never tried it, but everyone talks about how amazing it is. And I'm like, I feel like I just want this in my bathroom. I also like their cleanser. The amino acid cleanser is really good. And their lip butter is also Mm. really good too. Yeah. But yeah, nice. I, I just, I love that whole brand. I would have all this stuff. It just looks beautiful. Absolutely. It's like Glossier. Yes. <laughs> yes. It has the same like vibe and aesthetic. Yeah. Um, but Definitely. yeah, that's been like my favorite thing I've been uh, using lately. I have been listening to a lot of podcasts though. And there, there's this one guest we have coming up very soon. I'm not saying who it is because it's a very big deal to me personally. I, um, I think it's a very big deal to, uh, all, of to all of us. Um, I'm so hyped. It'll be an, it's an episode that'll be coming up in april mm-hmm. and like for us to already have a guest that's like one of my top guests i'm telling you guys when i messaged this person and they replied i was like oh my god, oh my god, I, god I, they saw me they i know freaked i freaked out I, like it's a guy yeah which is the off. best which is the best part about i it. want to marry this person i'm also gonna say that as Just well manifest too. it i mean i don't know what you're talking about you're we're gonna meet him <laughs> and it's he's gonna fall in love and it's fine um like not only is he a beautiful person like inside and out um i just it, 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 he his instagram and his podcast are just amazing and it just it makes me feel very warm inside whenever i hear him talk um okay emily is <laughs> crushing on our future guest you better it's look fine. hot it's fine. for that oh, Zoom trust call. me <laughs> trust me i'm, I'm gonna, gonna be over here looking like a hobo <laughs> that's fine that's fine it makes me look great it'll make me look great okay, okay. <laughs> we'll plan it together <laughs> I'm going to wear green that day, so it really brings out my definitely, hair and my eyes. Definitely wear green. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
yes, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I, I'm crushing this hard on this person. I think you guys are going to crush yes. just as hard. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so yeah. excited for all the guests we have lined up. Um, especially one of our especially guests today. Especially the one today. So um, we'll do a little housekeeping. So make sure that you guys are following us on Instagram and TikTok. Our Instagram is at the Gals Guide Pod. We also have a secret Facebook group called the Gal Scout. So if you go on Facebook and you find the Gals Guide, you can um, apply to be in the Gal Scouts and we'll let you in. And then make sure that you also subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. Um, I don't think you can rate on Spotify, but you should be able to. That should be it's something okay. Spotify does. But it's okay. Just it's follow fine. us. So um, our guest today is a uh, has became like an internet friend yeah. of mine. Yeah. Um, they are a TikTok creator and I have gotten like really close with them, like via TikTok, Instagram, um, Clubhouse even. And I'm going to dive more into their introduction and like their accreditations in this episode, but I'm really excited to have Emma Stern on today's episode. They are a complete delight of a person. And this is probably like one of my favorite interviews that we've done. It was just so like casual. It was casual. so natural. Like the conversation just flowed. And it was just a lot of fun. And they so. also have like their own podcast as mm-hmm. well too. So I think that like yeah, it helps a lot. It like does yeah, it really does. So let's get into today's interview. Alrighty, guys. So today we have a very special guest that I personally have been dying to have on the show. They are a content creator with over 77,000 followers on TikTok, where they create positive LGBTQ content for baby gays, as well as co-host of the Hot Cocoa podcast. Zooming in all the way from Canada, please welcome Emma Stern. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. I love zooming in. That's such a fun way to sound. I know. That's so That's my new favorite thing. Yes. I, I found you on TikTok like right before Christmas low-key because you made a post I think you were just like you were talking about like happiest season or something like that and I like I was like I need to be friends with her because I love her fashion <laughs> like you posted oh my it, you posted That's an outfit so nice. and I immediately was like okay I gotta go buy this entire outfit now <laughs> oh my god that's so nice because literally nobody ever thinks I have cool style there no one's ever comments on it and then really? the other like, day what you're wearing? Like, you have a cool outfit I was like I know Thank right you. now <laughs> like right now you look awesome yeah you Thank had like on like you. I think it's like a plaid skirt like a white sweater and like oh yeah sparkly you tights. Me. you're like I oh yeah I really this. went for it that day it <laughs> yes was really I was like <laughs> Okay, add it all to my shopping cart. It's fine. <laughs> it's like thrift store and the dollar store for my tights. <laughs> love it. Love it. We're here for it. We are here Thank for you. it. Thank you. love the good thrifting moments. So. But yeah, I just started watching your content and I really loved your personality. I loved your demeanor and I loved your sense of humor. And I think it's really refreshing because, correct me if I'm wrong, how old are you again? 22. Yeah, you don't come off as like a 22 year old. That's <laughs> no. the thing. <laughs> you seem so much wiser and oh I thought um, you were gonna say younger oh okay no 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 no. you seem like I honestly I thought you were probably around like Like 25 I definitely thought like 25 26 oh my gosh what a compliment thank you (laughs) not as far as looks but like as far as how you carry energy that's what I'm going Mm -hmm. for I was at the airport maybe uh, like six months ago now. And I was going through security and not wearing makeup. And I got randomly selected for a hand swab. And they looked at me and they were like, okay, like, where's your parent or guardian to sign off on this? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> they were like, oh, if you're under 14, you have to have a parent or guardian. <laughs> they didn't even ask me. They just assumed I was like 12. 
on nice. home and it was really hard. So anytime I hear something opposite of that, I'm like, okay, my self-image is like rebalanced. I completely yes. understand. Yes. I think like before COVID, I went to go pay my cable bill one day and I had like no makeup on and everything. And the guy was like, is school out today or something? I'm like, I've I'm graduated, I'm sir, from college. <laughs> I'm, I'm paying a cable bill. Like I, was like, I was like, I'm 27. He's like, I totally You're thought you 27? were 27. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> he totally ah. thought I was like 17 and everything. I was like, no, thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. We are both like, tw- you're I'll be 27 in next month. So, so yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, but congrats. I, <laughs> I, I'm obsessed. I'm low key obsessed with Gen Z and everything. I don't, I know there's mm. beef going on right now with like the low rise jeans. jeans. Like, everyone needs to just People calm are down. so aggressive. <laughs> I literally like have a TikTok drafted that's like, okay, Gen Z can like, we make a pact that when gen a or whatever the next one comes along mm-hmm. and like they tell it like they start roasting us can we not be like petty can we just be like oh okay i, I respect that you don't want us to do mil- <laughs> yeah and like can we just move There's on like, like half half millennials are petty half millennials literally give no shits so <laughs> i think yeah. it's because i date so many guys who are gen z <laughs> She does. Most of my best recalibrated. Yeah. Most of my ex-boyfriends are they're 23. So like I feel like a Gen Z at heart. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's funny because everyone I date's a millennial. So I feel like I get the balance Ah, too. And my roommate's boyfriend's like in his early 30s. And so we really You've got it all. You've got a little bit of everything. Yeah. (laughs) You're grounded. You truly are. But I I, am obsessed with Gen Z. I think you guys are awesome. I think you're cool. And just so proactive of just like not giving a fuck anymore and (laughs) I'm all for that um but before we kind of like dive into today's episode we do have a little thing where we do ask all of our guests like what their captivation is what kind of thing they're loving at the moment whether it's product film music Starbucks drink whatever it may be um and we would love to know what yours is Okay, I actually got something from Amazon yesterday, so I'm excited for something new to share. And it's I saw it on TikTok and they're like light bulbs that look like stained glass. And so when exactly they like light up your room, about. there's so many pretty colors and we got a pack of like 10 for like $30. And we put them in like all of our like like light bulbs in our house, and everything is so pretty. Woodwreck, ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> did you post that on your Instagram yeah, will you story? Send us that. Yeah, link? yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll send yeah. you guys the like. Yeah. It's so cozy. I love oh, it. I love that. <laughs> your boyfriend would be obsessed. My with boyfriend it. would be obsessed. We just moved into an apartment, <laughs> and so we're like looking for things like that. And you're trying yeah, to like get any decor possible. Yeah, literally <laughs> yeah. nothing. It's so plain right oh now. My so gosh. yeah. <laughs> That's but so fun. That's awesome. Cool. Well, good. That's good to know. Yes. Yeah, that's my yes. plug of the day. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, like I was saying earlier, uh, I found you on TikTok, and uh, I think maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Around the time I found you, you had just came out, um, and you had came out like during the pandemic and everything. And you've been very open about like your journey on your own podcast, on your TikToks, which I absolutely love because I also had a friend I've had two friends actually Mm -hmm. one came out probably the beginning of lockdown like around like May they came out as non-binary prior they were um, they only identified really as like bisexual um, and then they came out um, as non-binary and um, completely like changed their name and everything which 
fully support. And then I had another friend who, uh, she just came out as bisexual and all of this has just been like, they've been trapped like with like their partners, like over like quarantine and like realizing like certain like these feelings. And like, I feel like a lot of people have just done a lot of self-reflection and really taking the time to get to know who they are. Um, since most of us have been completely alone <laughs> for mm-hmm. quite some time yeah. now, but I would love for you to go a little bit into like your story. Like, you know, tell us a little bit about like how it was for you coming out, why, you decided to come out like during the pandemic, if there was any particular motives that you had and just like what you're trying to do like with your story. Yeah, for sure. I think that it is crazy how many people I also know who have come out to a certain extent during the pandemic or even whose like style has just done a 180. Like so many things are just changing for people. But um, for me, I'm one of those people that the first thing about me is that I can't keep a secret, especially about (laughs) myself. Like I don't have the capacity. And so I have a lot of friends who like struggled and like have known they were gay for a long time and like just were like really like internalized it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was not my case. In maybe like June, um, I had moved into my mom's house because um, whatever, everything was happening and we needed to get out of the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I moved back home. I was in my mom's basement for like two months. And um, I realized like, I know a lot of people have like a comfort YouTube video where it's like, oh, when in doubt, like I can go to this YouTube video. Yeah. And mine were all like compilations of like lesbian couples on TV. And I had never questioned that before. I was like, yeah, of course. And then I sat down one day and I was like, maybe, maybe it's time to think about the why here. And so I literally was like, okay, well, let me write a list of all the girls in my life since like childhood that I thought I could have maybe had a crush on. Mm-hmm. And there was like over 30 people on this list by the end of the night. And I was like, mm, maybe straight girls don't have crushes <laughs> on like over 30 people. And like, at this point, I still hadn't really thought about it. But yeah. um, then like a month went by and I started thinking like, oh, um, like I would like make out with a girl at a bar, but I wouldn't like marry one. And then, oh, I'd like maybe like date a girl, but like I would never marry one. I'll still marry a guy. And then like slowly it shifted. And then it mm-hmm. got to the point where I was like, oh, like I would maybe kiss a guy at a bar, but I wouldn't ever marry one. And then it kind of like Mm. reverted to the other direction. Um, And so like I didn't tell anyone for I think about a month that I was thinking this way. And then I started going on like dating apps and I switched my Tinder to like women only. Um, And then I just started seeing like mutual friends in the city on it. I started seeing like people that I knew on Instagram and I was like, okay, if I don't out myself, someone's going to, because someone's (laughs) going to be like, I'm going on a date with Emma next week. Like I need to talk (laughs) about this. Um, And I'm, I go to like an art school. And so there's like lots of like queer progressive Gen Z people. So I was like, I know everyone like this is, I need to say something. Yeah. Um, So I came out in like July to my roommate. I sent her a text from like across the hall when I thought she was asleep <laughs> and she was awake. Um, and then I slowly came out. I came out on my podcast and on TikTok before I came out to my family. And I was okay. like, well, if they're dedicated followers, they'll find out. <laughs> they'll find out. Um, Way to truly test yeah. them. <laughs> truly testing them. And they didn't find out. So <laughs> I was like, hmm. <laughs> and then, um, by so I came out in like the start of July ish and Mm -hmm. then by like the middle of August uh, I was gonna fly home to visit my family for like a month and I realized I had to come out to them and so I came out to everyone within a week over FaceTime like my grandparents Mm -hmm. just everyone got it out of the way 
Um, and so I was fully out by like mid August. And then on my birthday at the end of August, I came out on Instagram, which I feel is like the final frontier. Cause I was like, that's where like true random extended family follows you. <laughs> random people from high school. Well, yeah. Yeah like high, yeah. like high school people. Yeah. Like people that like <laughs> yeah. don't actually know me. Right. I was like, yeah. all right, I'm done. So okay, here it, is. it here was like only like a two month process from thinking, Hey, maybe I'm gay to like fully coming out as gay, which was kind wow, of, okay. I guess, unconventional. But for me, that was just what happened. <laughs> No, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, because I know so yeah. many people who um, it's been like a like a lifelong like thing that they've like wrestled with. I mean, like for yeah. me, like I still like identify like as like straight and everything. But like I had told her, I was like, yeah, I mean, like since I was in Girl Scouts, like I've always thought women were beautiful. And, like, mm-hmm. could list you so many women that I've always, like, thought, like, celebrity-wise, I thought were attractive and everything like that. But I had never felt, like, emotionally, like, romantically or, like, sexually, like, attracted to, like, women before. And I was, like, mm-hmm. maybe it's just, like, there's just no women, like, where I live that, like, that's a thing for it. And, like, it was something where I'm, like, well, I mean, like, a lot of my friends are gay. Um, I go to a very progressive art school. And then I'm also a filmmaker. And then I re- what really made me question everything was the fact that every script I've ever wrote contains a lesbian couple. Um, <laughs> in some way or another, there's a lesbian in like everything I write. I'm like, well. It's realizing like a straight person isn't drawn to that. They're like, or someone fully not. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, kind of my same experience of like, oh, like I have all of the other... <laughs> And I, I told her, I was like, I don't feel like completely 100% straight people sit there and like question their sexuality, whether or not. Like- That's exactly it. It never occurred to me that other people every like few years don't like think about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, oh, okay. All right, cool. So I guess I'm just not, you know, like as straight as like, I guess I ever thought I was, but where I'm at, like in my life, like I'm still much very in love and very obsessed with men and mm-hmm. just very consumed <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I've always ha- been surrounded by so many women, especially um, that were identified as like bisexual or um, like as a lesbian. And I don't know if it's just whether or not like I just enjoy their energy because that is one thing that I, I, I love. I feel it very, ex- I've always been like very exiled growing up, like in any group that I was in, but anybody who I ever identified like in the LGBT community always accepted me as like a friend. Mm-hmm. And so it was always just been an energy that I've been just very comforted by and very, I felt like I could be myself and it was like a non like judgment, like free zone. And yeah, that's so true. I was always like, all my friends were gay in high school too. And it never occurred to me that I could be. But I also, I was like, mom, I don't know why, but like gay men are my best friends and gay women, they're my best friends. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I I love the energy. Like, Like, I I I totally feel that. I went to like, like I went to Pride a couple years ago, like with one of my friends um, who was bisexual and like her mom like did not support her at all. And I was like, well, I'll be, I'll like, go with you. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'll just go I'll with be your mom. mom. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just like, I am such, do you, are you like into the Enneagram at all? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like I'm an eight and so I'm very much like wanting to like support like the underdog and I'm like if any of my mm-hmm. friends don't feel supported or don't feel like I have their back like I need to amp it up a little bit so like yeah. I will be like your mom <laughs> I'll be your cheerleader I'll be at your soccer games like rooting you on or whatever it may be so I just was always appreciative to have that energy around me and 
you know, that's when I really like started like reflecting and thinking like, well, like maybe I could be, I don't really Mm -hmm. know. But yeah, I think it's something that a lot of people have probably started to like question. And, you know, it's something that I don't people ever to feel like, oh, like I'm not normal in a way. And on our podcast, we talk about so many heteronormative um, relationships and everything. But I was like, no, like I want to be somebody, I want to have a show where we can talk about this for everybody and someone Mm -hmm. can find, literally find something that they can relate to and make it more of a universal thing. Um, So, and you've kind of done that a little bit like with your TikToks, like making more of um, like LGBT friendly um, content. Is that something that you're trying to do? Because I think you also do, you're a filmmaker, correct as well kind of yeah yeah a little bit um yeah I think what's interesting is that like I've always like loved making content um yeah. I've had my podcast for three and a half years um and I was also kind of in the same position as you guys where my roommate slash co-host and I um we both identified as straight and just like a lot of our content was very um, like relatable to us and to our friends, but not necessarily to everyone. Um, and then when I came out, it was so interesting. We were like, oh my gosh, like just when we thought we had nothing else to say, now we have a whole new set of, yeah. <laughs> of things. And it really made us rethink like how we're going to make content. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for me, like with making queer content online, I've just like always made content to like process my life. And a lot mm-hmm. of people like to process or like to like talk about things after they've been through it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I like to talk about things while I'm going through it. And so like a few years ago, I I would say like three or four years ago, I had like kind of like a mental health journey and I went through that whole process. Um, And I was like live posting. I'm like going to a psychiatrist for the first time today, like leaving the hospital today. And so like I just that's how I like process, I guess. Um, And so for me, it just came very naturally to be posting on TikTok like, hey, I think I might um, be gay. Hey, I just went on a first date with a woman. Like, Oh, like I just hooked up with a woman for the first time. Let me tell you guys about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like what made it so accessible is I'm making like content for people that are like straight or questioning. And it Mm -hmm. has this more like, I guess, straight energy, Mm -hmm. but it makes people feel more comfortable. And so I think like, I relate to what you guys are saying about like, just like the accessibility of it has always been important to me. And so I think going forward, that's kind of my goal. Um, but what's hard about that is I also don't want to get like stuck in that because it comes to a point where I'm farther removed from coming out and I don't want to like be faking it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, anyways, you still um, keep it genuine and like, yeah, tell you yeah I just kind of post whatever's going on like, in my life. Yeah, like what's going on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm going through it. Yeah. Cause at yeah. the same time, like you're like, I'm not marketing myself as like a relationship, like coach or anything like that. Like, as yeah, I'm can, not like- an expert. <laughs> I'm just yeah that's what I've been struggling with a lot lately because um I'd say since I started posting um on TikTok in like the middle of August like right once I'd come out mm-hmm. um and I got to like a thousand followers by September 1st so like nothing crazy it was just like my friends from Instagram and then since then like every month I've gotten like 20,000 followers on average which is wow awesome yeah. and I'm so excited about it but also um with like a higher follower count, there's this expectation that you're an educator. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. I keep reminding people that I'm like, I literally just came out and I don't know anything either. Like, yeah. <laughs> call me yeah. out. Like, like, I do not know what yeah. I am doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think last then, time I like checked on your like page, like you only had like 50,000 or something like that. And now you're almost yeah. 80,000. It's, it's crazy. And I think TikTok it is, is just crazy, such an yeah. interesting <laughs> platform. How quickly 
someone can grow on that um, with the algorithm that they have. And really yeah. anybody I think can be like famous on TikTok in a way. It's so yeah it's i've never seen an algorithm like that i've never seen a platform Mm -hmm. like this especially like nothing since instagram and even with that like instagram how they've gotten like the platform is just so you have to do so many things just like yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) it's awful okay but everyone hates on the everyone hates on like the shopping feature and like everyone's like that's the end of insta i love the shopping feature i love online shopping and making a cart and then deleting it and now I can make my cart and then I can go back and look at it on Instagram later. It's so bad. Yeah. I run social media for a boutique um, and it has Mm – it's been a game changer um, for a lot of businesses. Yeah, now people can like – so you can literally just like, like buy too, like straight from yeah, the app. So. It's so really crazy. bad for me, for me, like um, scrolling on TikTok um, at like 1am. <laughs> it's really not healthy for me, um, but mm-hmm. here we are. And just my wallet's going to hate here me for the rest are. of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then as for like filmmaking, you had mentioned, yeah, um, I'm a photography major right now and I'm graduating for my fifth year um, in a couple months, but I had always wanted to make a film, but never had. And so uh, for my thesis this year, I'm filming like a documentary um, about my family, but I don't know if it'll, if it'll go anywhere, but um, hey, I was like, let me try one more creative project still and see. Matters. It still <laughs> matters. Awesome. I am <laughs> all for like just trying new things. Like try with it that. all. Yeah. I, I hate people <laughs> who gatekeep filmmaking Yeah, and try and do all that. Like that was one reason why I went to get my like master's degree in filmmaking it was to literally just get the connections and because I kind of knew what I was I didn't know what all I was doing but I really just wanted the connections because I was tired Mm -hmm. of people gatekeeping everything like that yeah and I have friends who are um like their main focus is being an actor but they all want to like get into film and they want to make that their own stuff and I was like here I will help you like I can show you how to do all this Um, I'm like any content people can create I think is amazing like I say the same thing about books like I don't care what book you're reading the fact that you're reading is amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so (laughs) I'm that way with people just making art in general whether it is like nonfiction, fiction it still matters and it's still amazing that you're using your voice to do something with it and create something yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's always the goal yeah yeah how have you felt um as far as like growing like on TikTok like how has it like I know this is like something like a little bit different than like what we've been talking about but I think it's so interesting like how we said you can grow so quickly on TikTok and Mm -hmm. for some people it's a very positive experience some people it's very negative how has it been for you and how has it has it been like a huge adjustment for you to like kind of get used to um I think it's not been a big adjustment because I think that I'm one of those people who like I would be making the same amount of content no matter how many followers I have because I just genuinely really like making it which is good like I feel like on Instagram I used to always want to be Instagram famous like that was like something I wanted back in like 2016 yeah um but I didn't really like being on the app I didn't like making content I didn't like making daily stories so it like was hard and same with YouTube I wanted to be a YouTuber but I didn't like making YouTube videos both of us um, too. Both of us. <laughs> literally and so finally I'm like oh it's a platform where I'll make it regardless uh but overall I've had a really positive experience which is great um I would say slowly over time my skin's been getting thicker like I'll have a little incident where for like 24 hours one of my videos will be getting like hate or canceled and then Mm -hmm. it'll go away and so I'll like learn my lessons from that um and then recently in the last week I had like my biggest like canceled 
moment. And so then that was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like a creator with like 10 million followers, like canceled me basically. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> that was like a bit to come back from. And it definitely like took a toll on my mental health in a way that I wasn't expecting because there are strangers on the internet. Um, but at the end of the day, like I was, I literally like called my therapist. I was like, can we just talk about TikTok for a second? Um, and she was like, well, for every like 10 hate comments, if you're getting one where someone's like, you help me feel confident coming out or you help me with X, Y, Z, it makes it worth it. So I think overall I feel good about the platform, but it is crazy how quick people are to get angry on TikTok versus other, other platforms. Yeah. yeah. It, it was really, it's really cool to, though, to like, see you still be true to yourself, like in, in all of those moments and not like caving to the cancel culture or like, you know, like mm-hmm. sticking up for you. Um, cause we, we were kind of trying to follow all that was mm-hmm. going on. Um, so I was like, yeah, what the we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just, I, I looked away for two seconds and then I was like, what? And what? What? <laughs> so I know it was crazy. It was like a overnight experience that I woke yeah, up yeah. to like 10,000 hate comments. And I was like, I don't know 10,000 people. Like, who are know, you? I know. And so, I know that they're like little like 13 year olds and they right, don't know what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, and so they're I'm like, not going to be mean to them. Right. Yeah, but, but still handle yeah. it you, with yeah. more elegance with class than I would generosity. have. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Cause I didn't feel like it at the time. Oh, so oh, I appreciate no. you to stand that. up for yourself, but you also handled it with classic. Yeah. So thank what's your you. zodiac? What's yeah. Your z- what's your zodiac? Um, I'm a Virgo sun, Leo rising and Scorpio moon. Oh, oh you guys are both, you guys Scorpio, both moon. Scorpio moons. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So and- I don't really feel calm in those moments, but <laughs> I do I my best. That. I'm an Aries sun and a Scorpio moon. So it just yeah, the yeah, clash. butt heads with yeah. My I'm just a, I'm just a, <laughs> just a Leo. Leo. I'm a Leo Sun and a Libra oh Moon gosh. and Libra Moon and Rising, and I'm just like, I would have just been. She would have been like fire, fire, just fire, like, fire. yeah, great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anybody questioning like anything about me would have just yeah. gone full hate. But, but that, yeah, that, that is it. what's weird. Yeah. yeah, it is like I think what you're probably gonna say. Sorry, yeah. to cut you off. But you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um. like a weird part about social media and especially TikTok is like you're selling yourself. And I think particularly me, I'm like, this is my heart and soul. This is who I am. Like I started experimenting with pronouns a month ago, five weeks ago. And now I've become like the voice of XYZ pronouns, you know? And so it's hard when your personal identity is what is in question. I'm like, if you were judging me based on like my shitty photography, that's a whole different thing. Like cancel me for my shitty photography, but don't cancel me for like who I am as a person. So it is like a different feeling where it's hard to not to separate yourself, but yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not really like a medium where it's not a medium where you can literally separate like like the artist from the art or whatever it is. Yeah, it's this. It's the same thing there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's it, yeah. It's oh god. It's terrifying. It just terrifies me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but um, I guess to kind of go off that, like you mentioned, like you were experimenting like with pronouns, and you do identify as they, she, but with preference to they. Uh, mm-hmm. And how have how has that been like with trying to like do what you can to be um, like an ally for the non-binary community because I know that that, that is something that still p- people are still learning about. And so mm-hmm. we are trying our best to like, educate people about that sort of thing. And how, so how could p- we as um, p- 
people who identify as like cisgender um, and heteronormative, like how could we do be better at like supporting the non-binary community in a way? Oh my God. I love that question. <laughs> yeah. I think um, what's interesting about it is that um, a lot of people will ask me questions like, oh, if you prefer like they, them pronouns, like why don't you just take the she out of your bio? Like, mm-hmm. and like people will cancel me a lot for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a certain, it's like to a certain extent, it's like a fuck you. It's like, no, like you don't get to decide what my pronouns are to other mm-hmm. people. Um, and on the other hand, I'm like, I don't know. I'm also new to this. And like you said, this is a new thing. I'm like, yeah, if you looked up like what she, they pronouns were a year ago, you'd get like one obscure Reddit thread. And now there's articles about it, but like, Mm. it is a new concept. And so I'm like, I don't know. And a lot of people don't know. Um, And so that's what's hard about it. It's like when I was defending myself as coming out as gay, it was easier because I'm like, yeah, people know what that is. And I know what that is. Whereas now um, the advocates for something also don't know enough to (laughs) to explain. But I think at the end of the day, it's really just asking people what their preferred pronouns are and then just trying your best to stick to it. The reason Mm -hmm. why I personally keep the she in it is because um, I actually, my pronouns were she, they before, which I think usually the pronoun in the front is your preferred one. That's kind Mm -hmm. of a rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were she, they, I had just kind of changed them to experiment with it. Um, And then with everyone canceling me, I kind of got peer pressured into kind of flipping the order. I was like, okay, uh-huh. I guess I'll flip it. And I didn't even have time to think about it, which mm-hmm. was kind of stressful for me to be like, I'm changing my identity based on hate comments. But yeah. <laughs> um, it also made me realize that maybe that's something that's more important to me than I thought. Mm. Um, so when I switched the order, that was my intention. But the reason for me personally that I keep they, she instead of they, them um, is because I think I'm still perceived as a woman to society. Yeah. Um, I was raised as a woman. And so I share a lot of those experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, I date people who identify as women or non-binary who were cis women at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, I relate to like the lesbian relationship identity. Um, I don't really think my grandparents have been amazing with me being gay and just accepting it, but also not talking about it. But I'm not going to ask my family to start using non-binary pronouns for me. Like that's Mm -hmm. not really important for me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and also if my friends mess up, that's fine with me. It's when strangers on the internet who like didn't know me beforehand go out of their way to say she, that bothers me. But I guess for me, that's why it feels more complicated, but also I don't have like the education to explain it further, (laughs) but no, that's that's still good. Yeah. 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 That's that's as good as I can do for now, but yeah, overall just ask. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like everyone's so different that like, that's totally valid, like what you just said. So mm-hmm. absolutely, um, because I like I go saying my one of my friends um, who actually was just on my film, um, and they were they were the only non-binary um, person I had on my film. I did my whole thing like when I make films is I like to have my crew very female centered, um, very um, people of color centered, and um, LGBT represented. Like I want a very I don't. Mm-mm. The less straight white men I can have on a set, the better. The better. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what I mean. Yeah. As, literally, I was like the only female in my entire um, grad school first uh, screenwriter. That's so crazy. Yeah, I like try to make yeah. my sets a very inclusive, diverse, and just so yeah. er- just everybody just feels um, like they're just not like alone. Like because I know what it's like to be like that only person in that room. Yeah, and. 
Um, I think like there were a couple of times that um, people knew um, my friend before they uh, came out as non-binary and there were a couple mm-hmm. slips um, like where they would like, say like their dead name or whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. they're, they knew like, they're like, I, I know your intentions behind it. Like, are good. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right. When the intentions are there, it's okay. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the second that the intentions are malicious where I'm like, exactly. well, it's not even about me anymore. It's more about like the community as a whole. And I feel like the need to be like, Hey, like that's not okay. Yeah. And I think that's why when everything happened on kind of me being canceled by a larger creator and, uh, them being very resistant to use my preferred pronouns, um, it wasn't even like about me and people are like, you're being just like trying to get attention you're trying to get followers. And I was like, I don't care about any of that, but I feel like if large creators don't take people's pronouns seriously, and then there's no consequences for those actions, all of their followers are also going to think that pronouns shouldn't be taken seriously. And so for me, that was more what it was about. Also, yeah. it was just like making sure that people's intentions are good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, it's, it's something that I have personally been more exposed to. I think you have been, cause like I went to, like I said, I went to an art school mm-hmm. where like they literally asked everybody to put their preferred pronouns in their email signature. Um, yeah. So it's something that was very like just normalized like as soon as I like started yeah. like going to school and everything and it's something that where well, I'm like well I'm like I'm surrounded by these people so I already have that advantage mm-hmm. of knowing like a little you bit have more. a reference point whereas a lot of people don't have that exactly yeah and so that was one thing like we wanted to have like, why we wanted to really have you on too was so like for mm-hmm. people who are like okay like I want to be a supporter like I want to be an ally where the hell do I start? (laughs) Yeah. And And the um, truth is it's so easy, right? Like it's not, it's not hard at all. It's not like you have like five steps you have to do. It's just like, yeah. yeah. Like aware of others. So, and just, yeah, Yeah. literally just being aware of other people. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For me, I feel like I'm someone who's very, I guess, accessible to like the straight white community because I'm like Mm -hmm. a femme presenting um like kind of like cute person and Mm -hmm. I'm like fairly well spoken and so I feel like that's why it's so important for me to say things because I have so many friends who are like trans non-binary queer uh Mm -hmm. women of color um and for them it's like that just feels like foreign and inaccessible to like cis white men and so they're like terrible to them you know Mm -hmm. and I'm like if I can normalize it for them with like me, like if I'm like a comfort zone for them, I'm like, okay, let me help you get comfy with it so that you don't murder my friends. (laughs) So for me, I'm like taking as that lens. I'm like, okay, how can I like use my privilege to like normalize being queer to like straight people? So that's why my content's very like bright and fun. And I have kind of like this like cute millennial like energy to my backgrounds. I'm like, how can I make this feel cozy? So that people aren't scared away because I don't have like my head shaved and I'm not like using the name like cactus plant. Like I didn't change my name to something difficult. Like I'm not doing things that are like inaccessible to people, I guess. So I don't know, but yeah, but no, I kind of what I'm going for, I guess. (laughs) I I, I don't think it's a bad thing though, either. I think, I Mm -hmm. think it's really helpful because I think a lot of people, they, I mean, like my parents, my like other friends and like family, like they ha- they have so many questions and they want to support, but they don't all they they want to ask questions, but they're like they don't know what they can ask and like they're afraid and it it's just like I feel like there's a lot of creators out there and if this episode is something that helps a lot of those people, um, then that's great in my opinion and just you know feeling like they can be um, like it doesn't have to be like this 
overly controversial thing. It's just like, you know, we, Mm -hmm. as long as you're coming from a place of like good intentions and everything, um, you're going to be greeted with the same like demeanor, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. So kind of going (laughs) off of that, going a little bit back though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So ever since like you came out, was did you find that there was a huge difference like between your relationships prior i mean obviously besides like you know the obvious mm-hmm. of like dating men <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but like did you feel like a difference like within yourself being more confident cuz do you like only like do you date only women or do you, are you more are you bi i can't remember i only date women right okay. now okay i'm not like a thousand percent like I don't know because I've been kind of how I describe my sexuality is like I've been in love with men. I thought I was going to get married twice yeah, um, to two different men like genuinely. And so I know I have the capacity, but I don't think I would ever go out of my way to find a man. And the Honestly, idea of like living with a man makes me sad. So I don't know what that means. She just moved in with a man. So I – Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I feel the – I get that. Like honestly – like I, I mean, every it just day. rubs me the wrong way. I'm like a man in my house when I wake up, <laughs> but I think that's why I'm gay. Um, yes, me. I'm like, happy I've, for you. I've yes. had this conversation with so many people and I'm like, if I could choose to be gay, trust me, I would have already because men <laughs> They're really annoying. Um, but kind of what's funny for me is that the year before I came out, like, and I guess right before the pandemic and I had to stop dating. Um, I was like a serial dater. Um, but yeah, I went on like 30 first dates in a year with like 30 different guys. Um, I was like, why don't I like any of these guys? Like, why are none of them my husband? Um, and everyone I dated, I had this like same (laughs) one month cycle where we'd like be casually dating for like a month and then it would get to that like kind of cusp point and they would end it. And I was like, why is this happening over and over again? And so then when I realized I was gay, I was like, oh my God, my roommate and I were talking. We're like, all my dating problems are solved. It was just because I was gay. And then when I started dating women, it was the exact same one month cycle, but with women. And I was like, what? All of my baggage <laughs> carries well, on. I, I don't get a clean slate. I was so <laughs> hold mad. On, hold on. I was so <laughs> mad. I don't understand this. Yeah. Like, and so I would say it? overall dating is very similar, but I have much higher capacity for like empathy and for patience, Mm. I would say. Like I'm more invested in the person that a woman is where I was definitely more invested in like what a man could like bring to me on paper. I'm like, are you going to make money? Are you going to like not embarrass me in front of my friends? Like what kind of music do you listen to? Like those surface level things were the only thing that mattered with men and there was no chemistry. Whereas now with women, I'm like, okay, like, I guess I get it if you didn't text me back. Like, I'm not going to, like, cancel you for it. Um, Yeah. But overall, like, my shit is still the same. And that's something I wish someone would have told me. Like, you're still the same person no matter who you're dating, and it's annoying. Yeah. (laughs) It's annoying. It's like, uh, no, the commitment issues just didn't vanish overnight. (laughs) The exact same. Yeah, the attachment to style, like, the love languages. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. You would hope that it would just be fixed overnight. You would, <laughs> no, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was talking to one of my friends, another Hannah, not you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, she and I know she wouldn't mind me sharing this. Um, she just uh like kind of came out as bi, and she is in a relationship like with a woman, and she was like, 
No, like I thought like, you know, the communication and everything would be great better. And like, you know, I would just feel like a lot more like comfortable and I wouldn't be like, so like needy. No, but I feel like it's been amplified. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Cause now your feelings are, well, I don't know about her situation, but for me, definitely now it wasn't like me wanting to like win. And it wasn't like me wanting to like get the perfect husband anymore. And now it was like, oh, my feelings are invested. So yeah, all of my issues are doubled, but also all the reward is doubled. The just yeah. the feelings were out of control at first. Um, but yeah, the patience is something that completely changed for me as well as I've never been friends with a man who's my ex. I'm like, fuck you. Never talk to me again. Whereas women, I'm like, oh, I could be your friend. I could totally be your friend. I'm friends with like all my exes. And so um, there's definitely this level of like, oh, I respect you as a person in a way that I just couldn't yeah. with a man. Yeah. Yeah. I fully get that. And I'm definitely mm-hmm. somebody, like we just had this conversation yep, where there's an ex of mine wants to be friends with me. And I'm like, mm, like there's a reason I don't want to hang out with you. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good actually. Kind of burn that bridge. But I could, but... I could definitely see that. Um, so we also want to talk a little bit about your podcast while we still have some time left and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, with you said you've been doing that like for three years and you've been doing it with your roommate Gabby, correct? Yes, that's yes. correct. What <laughs> you might have seen her walk by a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> and I had briefly talked to both of you on um, Clubhouse. Um, yes, that's yeah. that's so that's technically how me and you like really met was you posted yeah. that you wanted a clubhouse invite and I had like already followed you I think on on Instagram and yeah I was like I have it's one like, I, like have one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh my god cool and then you were like will you be on my podcast <laughs> like, yeah I will I was like I was like because I told you I like, I we're like, friends now I told <laughs> you yeah I told you I was like I think I have to have like your number in order to invite you like I totally get yeah, it you don't want to get like some weird? random girl your number I was like, oh, no here you go <laughs> I was like I really want to be on clubhouse <laughs> I was like I need to like I have I am on it but I'm I don't I don't know how to advice. use it I'm like I feel like such a millennial I'm like I don't understand it someone described it to me the other day as like a like is it like a twitter audio like it's like a conference twitter it's like a (laughs) never-ending conference call it's a never-ending conference call but you can just hop into different conference calls yeah okay i need to like like it's so boring in theory like a chat oh yeah in theory theory, it's terrible (laughs) it's It's like linkedin meets like a twitch or something yeah it's like linkedin meets like aim chat the exclusivity of it is what is like makes me want to like do it. I'm like, oh, well, I'm on it. Yeah. I'm on Clubhouse. What's up? Yeah. My five followers. (laughs) Yeah. But Um, yeah, you and Gabby did, um, you just did like a, was it just like a, like random, like um, a little chat? Yeah. Gabby has been, um, she graduated a year before me and she's been a freelance photographer for about a year. Mm -hmm. And throughout the whole year, she was like, I need like friends in my industry. Like it's so important. And when you're freelance, it's so hard to find them, especially when you're like a woman in an industry during a pandemic. Um, And so finally she was like, I'm starting like a Gen Z women freelancers Facebook group because they're all like millennial ones where everyone's just selling themselves. And she was Mm -hmm. like, I'm over that. Like, let's make a younger one. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what she made. And it got like 30 members in like a week. And so then we started doing the clubhouses every second week. But um, yeah, that's like her project that I, we're very like codependent creatively because we've done so many creative projects together. So I was like, of course I'll be a part of it for a bit. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, yeah basically when, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you need a buddy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when we were going to move in together, we were school friends. Um, we would do like projects together and then we would get coffee like once a month and just like talk for like four hours, like about our feelings. And then we just wouldn't talk again for like a month, but that was like our dynamic. And then one day she was moving and I was moving and she was like, let's live together. And so we decided to start a podcast like the first week that we, that I moved into her apartment and it was like very much like getting to know each other. And we were in like the friend honeymoon phase. And so we were like obsessed with talking and anytime there was like roommate disagreements or anything, we'd still have to record the podcast that week. And that would just completely break the tension because we were having so much fun. Um, and we were just doing it for fun for like a year. And then we started to get like a bigger following and we started to have like, um, our average isn't crazy. We get like a hundred weekly listeners like on our episodes. And so, um, we started doing like sponsored ads and stuff. And we were like, um, hosts of like a fashion week and we were like, how can we monetize it? Um, but then working together and living together and being in a pandemic started to like murder our friendship. And so we were like, okay, we need to cut something out. And so we decided to just do it for fun again, but yeah. doing it for fun has been really good. Podcasts are just such like a good life outlet to like talk and think about yourself. For a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. Me and you don't live together. Cause I feel like we always yeah. say it'd be fun. Because yeah. we had the same aesthetic and everything, mm-hmm. but we probably would kill each other yeah, we um, 9% of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, there's only so many things you can do with one person. Yeah. yeah. Not one person can fill all your cups. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Because, right. I mean, we, we noticed when we first started this podcast that we had made it to where the podcast was also our hangout time of the week. And so we're mm-hmm. like, okay, we're no longer like, it seems like we're like friends anymore. Like yeah, we're, like we're just like coworkers, co-workers who try to cram it yeah. all into like an eight hour time span. Yeah. So. And like <laughs> trying to create content like that, like with your best friend, like you have to like really find a good way to time manage it to where you can still allow time to be your friend and like for you, like a roommate as yeah. well, but also like a co-creator. Yeah. And I think like for us, mm-hmm. like still having this not be like our main f- thing because she is a musician Mm -hmm. filmmaker so like that being our like our main love and having the podcast be what brings us together and like a fun thing for us I think yeah like what has held it together and made us keep going as long yeah I'm like I can't believe we're still going (laughs) how long I didn't even want to do this uh (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even want to I didn't even want to she did it I was like I am so nervous um we started in October October of 2019 okay yeah Yeah. so still relatively new it's been a minute once you hit over that year mark though you're like oh we're doing this yeah Yeah. the commitment yeah yeah because I have committed in general this is like Um, the one thing we've been super committed to we started a lot of projects together and this has been the one yeah this is the one that lasts we try to do we both try to do like our separate YouTube things Mm -hmm. that just and then we stopped and then Mm -hmm. I think having like an accountability person yeah helps a lot too yeah yeah Gabby and I we were branching out it was like a year ago now um and we started a YouTube channel um and at first we were doing like weekly vlogs and all this stuff and then we decided to start a morning show and so we would do it three times a week we had a YouTube morning show that was like 15 minutes long and it looked like a morning show. We had like our little table, our segments That's and so stuff, fun. but it completely was like the most draining thing because 
we were filming three YouTube videos, a podcast, and we were both in university. Oh god! And the yeah. pandemic, yeah. all at the same time, and we were like, too much. <laughs> yeah, because like you said, it's like when are you? When is your friend time? Like we would yeah. just silently yeah. watch Netflix at night and go to bed and like not talk, right? Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's every. I feel balance. like creatives like have a really hard time because like there's so many different things they want to like dive into. But then mm-hmm. once you do, you have to like, okay, I, like I'm overwhelmed. I need to pick like my two things that I'm going to like put my, all of my energy into. So yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And just remembering you don't have to monetize everything you're good at. And I know. Everything you enjoy. I know. She needs to that <laughs> We're going to put that in replay. I feel like I just hit a string. <laughs> she's like, literally, well, she'll do something. She's like, how can I monetize this? I'm like, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every single thing I do, it's so hard. Like I started I painting recently just You're for like, fun. Etsy. I just like, really want to quit my job. Etsy. I'm like, <laughs> like I can have an Etsy shop. It's fine. It just comes down to the fact I just really want to quit my job. <laughs> yeah, and you're like everybody all wants, of my hobbies. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants to work for themselves. Like honestly. I really just want to be my own boss, yeah. honestly, and just not yeah. have to work a nine to five. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With graduating in a couple months, I realized I need to start looking for a job, and I really wanted to be like work for myself. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do like TikTok consultation. I'll like, um, whatever, like I'll just do random stuff. And then I woke up one day and I was like, oh my God, like, I think I need like benefits. I need like healthcare. Mm -hmm. I need like, um, like paid vacation. Like, yeah, (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I don't have benefits. Like I can't live. And then I was like, oh my God, I need a real job. And I was like on LinkedIn, (laughs) but it's so crazy. As a creative, my brain just forgets about the also, world. Also, <laughs> you're in Canada though. True. Stay there. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a TikTok group chat with like all these creators. There's like 20 of us, like all throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like 10 Americans and they're constantly like, oh my gosh, guys, like today I had to like go to a doctor to get my ears checked and it was like $2,000. And I'm like, I've never paid for the doctor before. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never paid for the doctor or the dentist or anything. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah like it's I don't. your have, fault I, if you break a bone. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't have dental insurance. I don't have dental insurance oh, at all. So, so scary. Oh I had my to like gosh. save. Yeah, no, I'm literally leaving. I literally had to save my, like I was supposed to have a dentist appointment like this week and I had to cancel it. Cause I was like, I don't have the money saved up to get my teeth cleaned. So I have oh to like postpone it like a month just to save up the money. Yeah, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I don't, blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You guys have the weather. So. We do. Fair. We do have yeah. the fair, weather. Fair. We do. I do yeah. have a friend that lives in Vancouver and he has told me, I, I like, he's my best friend. He was one dude that I met one time on a trip to Austin, Texas that I'm secretly in love mm-hmm. with. Cause he's the most beautiful human ever. Um, <laughs> I hope he listens. <laughs> Maybe we can like hook them up. Um, still, yeah. would, still, still would. Uh, but like we like went on like one date, and he was telling me about how like Vancouver. He's like, it's great and everything, but like the weather, it's like you know you have a beach, and I'm like, can you even go on the beach? You can't go in the water, <laughs> and it rains all, all the year time. there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's been. I would love for, like, to a visit. Week like once the pandemic is hopefully over one day um yeah. <laughs> it will be i would love to visit canada. yeah canada's pretty yes <laughs> i um I'm, i've always called my best friend from college i always called her canadian because she lives in Ro- she's from rochester new york so like she's 20 close minutes enough, from the close border enough. close close <laughs> i'm like you're literally 20 minutes from the border like the kind <laughs> energy seeps down yes <laughs> we're like just close enough to the border where we're like ugh. Do we go for like a, a day trip or an overnight trip to like go to Target? <laughs> like Target's so nice. Like you guys have so many fun things. 
Yeah, because y'all don't. Oh my God, yeah, y'all don't have. Yeah, I couldn't. The amount it. I've romanticized Target is not healthy. Honestly, like, like, I oh still, God. I still I watch haul videos. I'm like, yeah, it's, I still romanticize Target. I've been it. for years. Yeah, like it is. It, it is mm-hmm. as great as everybody says it is. It, it is. truly it's is. So pros and cons. I have healthcare, but you have Target. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we're like laughing and crying at the I'm same like, time. <laughs> god like i really love take my wins (laughs) yeah literally yeah so so fun freaking adorable i i'm obsessed with you you're adorable (laughs) i really just want to put you in my pocket and have you as like my like token (laughs) (laughs) so we're now officially internet friends like we're now friends yes yes 100 (laughs) percent. yeah um, join our you- Facebook group so that you can yes, hang out yes, with us all the time. Yes. yes. <laughs> before we let you go, though, we kind of like to wrap up yeah. the episode with a survival tip. Um, okay. Uh, so if you have anything, maybe like if there's anything you have like for advice, people who are questioning their sexuality or they want to grow on TikTok or whatever it may be, go ahead. Okay. My biggest, my biggest piece of advice for anyone, particularly like people who are like women, um, who are questioning their sexuality to any extent. Um, if you have not read the lesbian master doc, you need to read the lesbian master doc. Have you guys heard of it? No. no. So this is a document that back in like 2015, like five of these like famous, like Tumblr lesbians, they compiled this document and it got taken down. And so now you have to Google it and you have to find these like weird versions of it, but it's like a 30 page document. And if you read this 30 page lesbian master doc through from start to finish, it like changes your whole perception of everything. Like that is the best place to look. That is when I went from thinking maybe I'm bi to being like, oh, I'm definitely gay. It's just like very validating, Interesting. not scientific. But yeah, if anyone's even questioning a little bit, I would recommend reading okay. the Lesbian Master Doc. It's cool. really helpful. Cool. I will definitely put that in the show notes nice. for everybody. Um, and then right before we let you go, go ahead, tell everyone where they can find you, all your information, floor is yours. Um, yeah, follow <laughs> me on TikTok. Uh, it's you did this for why. And um, you can also just type in my full name on any social media platform and I'll probably come up. It's Emma Annalisa Stern. Uh, my Instagram, e.mma.a. Kind of annoying, but type my full name and it'll come up. <laughs> Uh, I really like Pinterest lately. Same full name. Follow me on Pinterest. I have some fun little boards. I have a Pinterest queen. I love it. I love Pinterest. I'm (laughs) Annalisa on Clubhouse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And follow my podcast, Hot Cocoa Podcast. Yes. Awesome. Those are all my things. We'll leave it all in our show notes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please go and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. (laughs) 